Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Clark. For the last decade, I've had the privilege of learning from impactful leaders across the globe through my service in the Peace Corps and nonprofits. Their leadership has inspired me to highlight those among us who are truly impacting our world so that we may learn from them and be more impactful together. Yes, leadership can be learned. The guests on our show are providing direction, inspiration, and leading the way in their business and community through service. Are you ready to have an impact? Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. And today's show, we I'm super excited to welcome Chase Scrogans. He's making and buying selling homes easier in Georgia with EXP Realty. He's also the founder of Hustle Co. And, the, and he's a master networker here in Atlanta. So Chase, thanks for being on today. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me. So what led you to start your own real estate company? Uh, a lot of things. Uh, I've been in real estate since 2016. And um, I don't know, I, I was happy on a team for a while. And it really just came down to ambition and getting around people that were operating at a much higher level. And I quickly realized that in order to get to the level that a lot of these people I found myself around were at, I would have to make some changes, you know, and uh, in anything in life, if you want things to change, you got to change. So uh, that was the big change for me was stepping away from a team that I was on where things were, you know, in a way that were done, a lot of things were done for me to now doing everything, you know, being 100% 100 responsible for every aspect of the business And, um, you know, it's in the long run, obviously that's much more profitable and rewarding from a leadership standpoint. Um, but yeah, I just had to make that change simply due to some of the goals that I have in life. They were not going to happen at the, uh, the level that I was playing on. So it was time for me to kind of level up my game. And then, so what now, since you've been doing this for such a short time, Two years. I mean, like, that's not too short, but what are some of the hurdles that you've experienced so far? Yeah, so it was actually less than that. I've been in real estate since 2016, but I left. Uh, I didn't start my own team until um, well, December of this past year. December 2021 was really mm-hmm. when I started going through that transition. And uh, I just actually brought on my first two agents onto my team like in the last month. So this is all like a lot of stuff happening right now. Uh, and I'm sorry, remind me of the question you just asked. I guess, what are some of, what is one of the greatest hurdles you've had? You don't have to name all of them, but what's the biggest one that you've had? The biggest hurdle is, is continuing to be in the role of a producer while also being now in like leadership and management. Yeah. So the biggest hurt, I mean, it's a challenge uh, just doing both. You know, like I, obviously I'm still in production, I'm still selling houses, but now I'm also uh, responsible for making sure that these two new agents are getting the training that they need, that we've got enough leads coming in, you know, that they're, um, that I'm there for them whenever they need something. So uh, it's just a lot of stuff going on at one time. And then we were talking before the show that you, like, I didn't grow up as an entrepreneur. That wasn't really my feel. And it sounded that wasn't necessarily your feel, <clears throat> but coming into a leader posi- leadership position and now kind of owning your own thing, and no one is telling you what to do. 
now you're the one giving out those rules. Like, did you have that experience before you came into this or? I've had various like leadership. So I, I, I was never, like I, I mentioned to you right before we hopped on here. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't grown. I, I was I didn't grow up in an entrepreneur family or a business family or anything like that. You know, I grew up playing sports. So I wasn't introduced to business until my sophomore year of college. But that being said, there's a lot of leadership in sports. So I always had, while I didn't have like the natural business thing, I did have the natural leadership within me. Um, So I've just, and I've had opportunities to lean into that. And what I found is that at the end of the day, I just really love helping people. And I have like a natural uh, desire to coach people. Like if I know something, like it's, it's not going to stay just in me for very long. Like if I find something out and I know it's good stuff, like I'm itching to tell it to somebody else that I think it could help. Um, so I've had a few opportunities along the way that um, related to leadership, you know, even on the team that I was on, I was helping coach and train our new agents that were coming on board. And um, so I've had it along the way, but it's still been a, a big transition regardless. And then, so, all right, when you were training those, the people on your past team, were you getting, are you getting, do you have a coach now? Like, how are you, how are you learning to become a leader? Cause I'm sure you're still trying to figure out what exactly works for you. Are you, do you have like any podcasts that you're listening to, or you do have a, your own coach that's kind of helping you navigate this as well? Yeah. So I've got a lot of, I say a lot of coaches. I've got a lot of, uh, positive influences. Um, I've got two main coaches, but that being said, so the same, same time that I was introduced to business in 2013, I was introduced to personal development. So that's when I really started reading the right stuff and mm-hmm. getting around the right people. I didn't know those people because I'm talking about the books that I was reading, but I was still around those people in a sense, you know, the same way you can listen to a podcast and be around those people, even though you don't know them, you can manufacture a positive environment around you just through books and podcasts. But I did take it, a, um, you know, I took it way further. I started really networking hard in 2019 and just putting myself in a group of people that were like 20, 30 years ahead of me. And naturally that forced me to start thinking differently, start carrying myself a little differently and start believing in myself a little differently. So um, from 2019 to now, I've invested, I mean, I don't don't even want to count it up at this point, but, you know, um, tens of thousands of dollars, maybe close to 40 or 50, I don't know, just into um, these coaches and, and trainings and networking. And I mean, it's paid off. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely shortened the learning curve for me for a lot of things. Um, and to your point, like it's helping me grow at a quicker pace uh, just cause like granted, Hey, I wasn't a natural born business person by any means. And I didn't have that uh, family influence. I didn't grow up with, you know, working a family business or anything like that. Like, uh, like some people have. So I basically had to pay for that. I had to pay for that mm-hmm. education. Uh, through other people. And then speaking of the networking events, because I know you have 
two at this point. I don't know if you have another one that you're trying to plan, but how are you finding those people? I know you found Casey and I don't know if you want to talk a little bit how you found Casey um, to add on to your team, but how did you know he was the right fit? Like you talk about surrounding yourself with the right people. How did you know Casey was the, was going to be a, like a good member for your team and someone to include? Yeah. So um Again, I was doing a, a lot of networking, mostly in Dallas, Texas, and I realized that <clears throat> it was time for me to start networking more locally. Mm. And the way that I wanted to go about doing that was just starting up my own networking events. Uh, my goal was to meet more people, uh, become the mayor of my town. That's a big thing, <laughs> big big concept that stuck with me back. Uh, I heard that concept in. I want to say it was November or December of 2021. Mm-hmm. And that's something that really stuck with me. So that led me to, you know, having desire to start up networking events. Uh, just got two of them right now, one business, one social. Um, but how, uh, and I met Casey there. Casey's an agent on my team. And uh, I think he's really going to be a, an amazing agent. And just so happened that at one of my events, he overheard me talking to, the people um, who work there and he just happened to be in the process of getting his real estate license. So we started talking. How I knew he was a good fit was because of all the coaching that I've gone through. And, um, you know, one of the things that I've learned is in business, you've got to get really clear on your mission statement and your core values. And when you're clear on your core values, then it becomes easier to recognize opportunities, both with clientele, um, partners, mm-hmm. or with employees, you know, whatever the situation is, it all, it all comes back to core value. So um, I knew that he was a good core value fit and would be, you know, a good addition to the culture of what I'm trying to build out. Do you have your core values written out? Like, have you sat down and kind of have them somewhere on your computer or on a piece of paper? Yep. Yep. And I've actually got them. Uh, I don't have like a big fancy printout or anything yet, yep. but, but yeah, I have them written out. And that's one of the things that my agents uh, go through in week one of their onboarding is actually the, uh, the core values and mission statement. So oh, awesome. Got two businesses. So I've got two different sets of, uh, although they're pretty similar, the core values are actually very similar. The only difference between the two businesses is the mission statement. And then, so do you, are you, cause at height, for example, I have mine right here at height. They give us height has its own commitment. And then each one of us comes up with our own commitments. They make us go into a nice bath and we, it's this whole thing. Nice. But are, are you doing something similar? So like, did he, when people are joining your team, do they have to come up with their own sort of like commitments? So like what's their commitment in life? Hmm. Not no, yet. that's a good idea. I like that idea. Um, haven't done that. Uh, um, the only thing I've done to this point is just the, you know, one of the first documents in the onboarding process is the uh, core values and the mission statement. So it's definitely an important part of the process, but I haven't um, opened it up for, I guess, um, other people's input, which is a great idea. I do like that. Yeah. And then, so 
before we were talking as well, and you mentioned the accountability where I would like, now that you've hired those two people on your team, I would love to meet up with you, say a year, year and a half from now and look back, like, what do you have any sort of like, not goals, but things that you have in your mind that you want to make sure, like, do you want to grow your team X percent? Like, do you have any sort of metrics, but then also let's say like with training or with Casey or any sort of not something that you can't really put a metric towards, like, what are some things that you look backwards and you're like, I, I want to keep myself accountable for this in a year, year and a half down the road, you can look back on this video and say, Hey, I actually did what I committed to. Yeah. So our, our first big goal is uh, for that time frame is to hit a hundred transactions together. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of the non-tangible would be to, for the agents that I bring on, for, them, for me to grow them into leadership opportunities. So they could be a, um, a lead agent or you know, maybe they're taking on some training roles. So now we're at, now I'm training them, but a year from now they're training newer agents on the team. Like that would make me very proud. That would, uh, that would be one sort of less intangible or, or less numerical yeah. um, goal that I could look back on. And, and you know, some, that would be something to be proud of for sure. And then, so what do you think when you bring people on, what, what sets you apart from your competitors, you think? Because there's a ton of realtors, obviously, in Georgia. It's blowing up. <clears throat> I know sometimes at our networking events, I catch you on your phone because people, you know, like Atlanta as a, as a whole, it's just blowing up. So what out of the muck of people, there's so many, what sets you apart from everyone else? Or maybe even to work with you. Like if I'm, if you're trying to grow your team, what do you want to, that separates you from working with Chase, from working from John Smith realtor? Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, everybody can offer leads. They can offer this and they can offer that. But I think the the biggest way that I'll be able to set myself apart is in the culture itself. Mm-hmm. I genuinely want people, I want to help people develop and grow and everything that I've spent, you know, 40 grand or whatever for to this point. Like, I just want to give that to people, um, help them grow their own personal brands. Um, I've seen a lot in the industry where, the team leader doesn't necessarily want that for their people. They want them to be very dependent on them. And I'm not that way. I'd rather, you know, create leaders that go on to create more leaders, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyways, the, the biggest USP is going to be for why she, you should work with us versus anybody else is going to be that culture. It's, you're going to get freaking 10 years ahead of the average agent in one year. And then is there anything, cause you were mentioning being dependable in some of these other real estate companies, people are too dependent on being told what to do or whatever. Is there like another thing, a red flag that you see when, when you're talking, like when you were talking to Casey, were you keeping your eyes out for some sort of red flag? Obviously he didn't raise it, but. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I don't have, I don't have like a list of red flags per se, but um, there were, there were a lot of green flags with Casey. The biggest things, the biggest thing with Casey is he had a very strong leadership background. Mm. So, I mean, he came from 
the military. He very recently out of the military and he was managing like a whole base of soldiers. Holy right. Gosh. So, you know, that experience in itself, that leadership experience in itself, uh, I, I want that as part of my culture, especially so early on. That was a big green flag. And, and Casey is definitely somebody who I could see like, you know, obviously he's a brand new agent. So I've got to get him, you know, selling homes. I've got to get him doing all the basic stuff. But he is absolutely somebody I could see growing into that leadership role um, just because that's who he is. He's a leader at heart. No, and that's genius of you too, being able to get someone that has that leadership experience up front and especially early to build that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when it comes to culture, is there anything else that you want to make sure is core, like core within your group? I know you met with Ryan recently and I know he's all about culture, trying to create culture and really making sure he has that good group of people that shares that culture. Do you want to replicate? I'm sure you want to replicate something like that, but is there like a theme, a mission or something that you hope? And again, from that year from now that you're like, this is what I want to be, have it be built around. Yeah, I think the there's two parts of like what stand out the most to me when I think of culture. And it's number one is I want to have a culture of authenticity. Mm-hmm. So like if you've got, you know, for example, we've got uh, another agent on our team who is like doing this whole thing on TikTok. Right. And she's like blowing up. She got a video that's like over a million views. And she's got, you know, some other ideas for marketing and, and it's all on TikTok. And I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I don't know crap about TikTok, but I'm, I encourage that though. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Like, you know, go post some more stuff, you know, like I encourage that type of creativity and authenticity. She told me she, you know, had an idea about creating a YouTube channel. Um, and anyways, what it comes down to is like, being authentic and building a personal brand, like um, whatever Casey's personal brand, whatever he wants to mm-hmm. be, like, I'm fully supportive of that. Whatever Megan wants to do, I'm fully supportive of that, supportive of that, because as they successfully build their personal brand and build mm-hmm. influence and credibility in the community, that just means more real estate sales. That means we're able to help more people. So um, I think culture comes down to allowing people to be themselves and encouraging that and not forcing them to fit some sort of mold as long as we're, you know, getting done what we need to get done, which is selling houses. And do you think it's possible for someone to, some people struggle to be authentically themselves. Do you think that is something that someone can actually learn? And then do you think there's like any sort of tip for someone that is like, that struggles to be themselves, like, especially if they're in front of a camera, like we are right now yeah. to be authentically themselves. And do you have any tips on that? You think from your experience? Yeah, man. And, and I will tell you like it, it actually <laughs> question. It, it only came like, you know, and I, it's not, I'm not saying I'm great on camera or anything like that, but I, I will say like, I've definitely felt more free in the last, even just the last year, we'll say. Um, but it really comes down to just like not giving a fuck, man. Just like, <laughs> just, just be yourself. Like We're like, we're all going to die. Like you, you never know how much time you have. Um, 
what like if you want to leave a legacy which i'm big on that like i want to mm-hmm. leave a legacy and i know that i can't do that unless i put myself out there and when you start putting yourself out there and you're just like keeping it real number one th- if you're keeping it real it takes all the pressure off um because that's who you are so w- what's anybody gonna say right yeah and then <laughs> When you put yourself out there, you start realizing like, oh, this wasn't that scary anyways. Like, what was I stressing over before? So I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, no, it totally just, does. People just overthink it when, listen, we, it is what it is. Like, just put yourself out there. And if anybody gives you shit, so what, man? Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's social media. Who cares? I'm sure. And I'm sure saying. before too when when you were studying hustle call when did you start that now uh so we launched in august of 2021 20 so okay and you just launched the coffee too yep that was like last week congratulations by the way so i'm sure before you jump that too you were people were like why are you going to start this like because you sell some merch you do the like you're starting the coffee i'm sure people are like what the hell is this guy doing like kids from high school or college or whatever were giving you crap um yeah online and i'm sure that helped you a little bit too once you take those first few steps and you kind of learn that you're on your own journey you start seeing some success some progress then it's easier to put that behind you i'll tell you what it is man and it's it's being around people that are older that's exactly what it is like that helped me be more authentic and come out of my shell because when you when you're around like when I was um, and I still am I'm going next month like the the core group that I'm in and learn from and network with the average age is like 40 and what I've seen is that like people as they get older they care less and less <laughs> and less about what people think of them yeah so I started seeing people just like being unapologetically themselves, like stuff where like I was like, you know, at first I'm like, whoa, did, she, did he or she just say that? Like, and it's awesome because it's so freeing. You start to realize that the key to freedom, like in authenticity is you just stop caring what other people think as long as you have good intentions, which, you know, most of us do if you're yeah. If your intentions are true, then there's no reason why you should be stopping yourself from putting yourself out there. No, all that's great. And when it comes to the that brand, the hustle group, um, how are you looking to expand that the same way you are with the realty, the like your real estate company? Like, are you hoping to bring more people on with that as well? Um, as far as employees, not really. Um, I've got, just because there's not really a need to, it's a very, Mm -hmm. um, it's very leveraged business in terms of technology. I've got a fulfillment partner that owns a warehouse up in New Hampshire where all of my coffee and apparel, all of that is stored. So, you know, between the technology and between, leveraging that partner for, uh, for fulfillment. Mm -hmm. I'm all, you know, I'm marketing at the end of the day, all that's left is marketing and making the, you know, visionary level decisions. 
Um, so at this point, I'm not looking to expand it in terms of like people, but I'm very much looking forward to expand it in terms of uh, outreach, you know, through digital advertising. Um, you know, I haven't run any ads to this point. It's all been 100% organic uh, social media to this point. So yeah. I saw you were sending some stuff off to other people as well, sort of like little gift packages. I think I saw somewhere people were adding, or maybe they bought just from you and they were just, they love the product. I saw people posting it and tagging you on there. Um, you talking about the, the coffee, like the decal, the, the decals and the, like, what are you I saw some about? people sharing coffee products on. Oh yeah. 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 People. Yeah. I mean, I, we've had amazing support so far and uh, I mean, I, I love the people that have bought it because Everybody who has bought the product, they don't know it, but I literally made it for them. Like they are my, they are my like perfect client avatar. They just don't know it. So when they're tagging me and stuff, it makes me really happy because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no shit. You like it because I know my, like yeah. you are my avatar and I made everything for you. So like, I'm not saying that I'm not saying no shit. You like it, but in my head, I'm just like, boom, confirmation. Like I'm hit, I'm, I'm in front of the right people. And because the right people are the ones that are going to get it, they're going to get the vision, mm -hmm. they're going to get the message, the brand, and they're going to rock with it. And so it's just cool. Like, cause in the very beginning, <clears throat> I put a lot of thought into the, uh, you know, detailing out that ideal client profile. Did you ever feel like you were getting stuck almost like, uh, what's the saying? The uh, when you have too many options and you're overthinking it and then that just stops you in your tracks. So you're never making progress because you're so fixated on the perfection. Sort of like when people try starting podcasts like this, they say, oh, I need the studio. I need the fancy camera. I need that. You, it's like you can just hook yourself up on Zoom and start it. Did you have that as well? Or after the experience of talking to those older people and kind of just seeing and you kind of just knew you're like, hey, I need to start this. Um, yeah, I kind of had the opposite. So beyond the initial idea, like I, I did have, um, <clears throat> a really good friend in my circle who I look up to so much and, um, you know, he's, you know, he is, uh, I think he's, I think he's in his forties. He may not be, <laughs> maybe like late thirties, but we might have to cut this out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, he's definitely someone that I look up to. Um, very, very great business mind. And when I brought it up to him, he was like, dude, yes, do it. So I was like, okay. And, and then what happened next was the exact opposite of what you just said. I actually started like promoting, like before I had anything figured out. Oh shit! So rather than like, getting caught in the analysis paralysis, I was always playing catch up because I, you know, pitched this vision and the idea and I'm like, Oh shit, now I got to go build it. And <laughs> like, I'm at the end of the day, I'm very visionary. Um, so in a way that helped me not get stuck because it was like, you know, I called my shot and then I had to go figure out how to build it. Because <laughs> you know, now yeah. I, I had made a commitment to a lot of people. So, no, I mean, that's awesome. I think that's half the battle. People, again, just start, throw it out there. And 
like you said at the beginning, this is going to hold you accountable for starting your team when you go back and look. So I guess kind of summarize, you said the first thing, hang out with older people, network, because it's, it's crazy how you said you weren't really an entrepreneurial mindset. Now you've started your own company. You have three people, uh, two people under you. You started your own like merch, decal, coffee company. You have two networking groups. So that's kind of a quick lever. Like you went from this side of the, of the scale and you flipped it hundred percent the other. And I just think it's amazing. And I, that's why I wanted to have you on the show because especially we're both on the younger side. It didn't take us as long to get there. Um, but it makes sense if you're hanging out with those older people mm-hmm. and being on yourself. Thing. Yep. That's the number one thing is just getting around the right people to pull you forward. Um, that's it, man. That's everything that like, and I, I've got a long way to go, man. I really do. But um, everything that has gotten me to this point comes down to one thing and it's being not the smartest person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Just being in the right rooms and uh, taking a lot of notes and and just being a sponge, man. A hundred percent. Well, is there anything else that you want to share? Is there any sort of news that you want to have? Where can people find you um, if someone wanted to get in contact with you? Yeah. Um, so you can find me, Chase Scroggins, on Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Um, if you're looking to buy a home, you can check out Atlanta Metro homes.io. Also, if you're looking to sell a home and, um, uh, for the hustle co, if you're interested in a, uh, instant coffee infused with premium nootropics to help keep you focused, give you sustainable energy throughout the day, check out the hustle co.com uh, spelled T H E H U S S L C O.com. So that's it for this week's episode of Impactful Leaders. Be sure to add me on Facebook and LinkedIn, Andrew J. Clark, and follow us in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss next week's episode. Thanks for listening.